The Oak Harvest team hopes you had a fun and safe 4th of July weekend. We wanted to start off the second half of 2022 on a positive note. So amongst the slowing economic data and the bad news on TV, there's a table from JP Morgan showing the opportunity cost of investing when waiting until the sky is clear and the government data confirms the coast is clear and GDP is growing again. Let this data sink in. We've reviewed many of these prior periods already on our prior podcast to compare the stock market, economy, and election cycles. But these numbers should jump out at you. The stock market bottoms on average 116 days before government data tells you that the bottom in GDP has happened. That's almost four months. In those four months, the average return of stocks has been around 21%. What will happen if you sit back and wait until the government economists tell you the economy is back growing and GDP is turning up again. On average, you missed another 10% gain on top of the initial 21% gain for a total average return of almost 32%. 32%, that's quite a bounce. Positive 32% on average before the much watched and often quoted government data tells you the coast is clear. The Oak Harvest team here tries to stress that time and time again, government economic data is reported backwards. It's backward looking and stale. Opportunity knocks when markets are more uncertain than normal and when market volatility is high, not low. I'm Chris Paris with Oak Harvest Financial Group here in Houston, Texas, and welcome to our weekly Stock Talk podcast. Before we get into this week's topic titled Opportunity Knocks Part Two, and before we talk about what might be the most important chart and data series to both the stock market and bond market over the next six months, please take a moment to click on the subscribe button and click on the notification bell so you'll be alerted when our team uploads our latest content. Our investment team never expected 2022 to be a year of buy the dips or V-bottom lows. For long-term investors, we always expected it to be a year of dollar cost averaging and dividend reinvestment. With the turbulent first half in the rearview mirror, we want to present some charts and data that we see as leading signs to what would be a very normal and strong fourth quarter finish for 2022. First off, almost every investor is aware that the Federal Reserve has been aggressively posturing for interest rate increases since mid first quarter of this year. They've been doing this to try to slow down the inflation rate. Guess what? It's working and few on TV are talking about it. The real-time inflation rates that are priced into the bond markets in real time, not waiting on stale government data, have uniformly topped and broken two-year uptrends and have rolled over lower. The 30-year, 10-year, and five-year inflation rates have all been leading lower the last one to three months. We charted these previously. The last maturity to head lower is perhaps the most important one to near-term stock volatility and returns over the next year or two. That's the two-year break-even inflation rate. It peaked around 5% at the end of March. It dropped 1.5% since. Now sits around 3.5%. And it looks to be headed to 2.5%, much the way all the other long-term inflation rates are. This should be a good early sign for the markets looking out later into 2022 that the Fed's inflation fight is working. Lumber is almost always a better early indicator on the domestic economy than the often quoted Dr. Copper. Take a look at the daily chart on lumber. Many on TV have pointed to having it dropped 
over 65% from its high a year ago as a deflationary signal. We warned of this weakness last November. In our work, these individuals pointing to it negatively are now very late in this observation. Lumber now looks to be nearing a bottom as it's first in and first out of the commodities. This is even though housing demand looks to have peaked. Lumber leads expansions up and contractions down. And this chart to our team is saying good things for later this summer and later in the year 2022. Looking at this chart on lumber, I recommend you go out and build the fence you've been putting off for years. If an investor waits for the official inflation data to roll over, most likely you'll be late and the markets will have already moved substantially higher off their lows. The first table we shared shows how much of the market's return you would miss waiting on government economic data to confirm what stocks usually know in advance. Remember that over shorter timeframes, stocks tend to behave around a combination of sentiment, expectations, and momentum. In layman's terms, stocks tend to reflect what things are getting better or worse for a company. Towards extremes, both to the upside and downside, many investors, due to their enormous size, those who need to buy or sell millions of shares, must start selling before they see a top in fundamentals, and they must start buying before they see reported low on how bad things are. They need a very long runway to establish meaningful positions for their funds. Stocks usually trough when things are still looking cloudy and uncertain, and they peak while things are still looking rosy and perfectly clear. Finally, take a look at these two charts. The first is the S&P 500 year to date. Yep, it's abysmal. It's down and to the right, except for a brief uptick at the end of the first quarter of 2022. The second chart, well, it might be the most important chart to both the stock and bond markets. What is it? Here it is. It's the component of the 10-year treasury interest rate that represents real growth. Remember, there are two components to a treasury yield. We've gone over these a few times in previous podcasts. The two components are first, the inflation component, and second, the real growth yield. You add those two together and you get the interest rate you see on a treasury bond, also referred to as the nominal treasury yield. The inflation component of interest rates broke down weeks and months ago. That's a good thing for those worried about inflation. The other component of nominal interest rates is the 10-year real yield component. As you can see, it's up and to the right. Something you don't like to see when you're talking about yields because it means the price of your bonds are headed down. This yield has almost risen 200 basis points or 2% year to date. That's a massive increase in six months and it's largely why the PE on the S&P 500 has contracted from over 21 to 22 times forward earnings to around 15 to 16 times currently. Notice in late March, the S&P 500 rally occurred as the 10-year real yield was no longer rising. This real yield component was rising almost every week during the second quarter, and guess what? The S&P 500 downdraft has seen almost no sustained bottom. But all that is in the past, and now the 10-year real rate is charting the same pattern inflation did a few months ago. It looks to be peaking as worries are highest. We will share this chart more throughout the upcoming podcast, but don't be surprised if things start to look a little brighter throughout the markets for the second half of 2022 before things in the economy and government statistics do. If this specific indicator breaks down in the upcoming weeks and heads lower, there will likely be a lot more green days in stocks than we got in the first half. 
Our team here at Oak Harvest knows that the first half of 2022 has been a trying time for those in equity and bond markets who are not trading oriented. Almost all financial markets, regardless of asset class, have sustained higher volatility this year. This volatility is a harsh reminder that stocks don't always go up. Remember, unlike insurance markets and those tools, there are no guarantees in public equity markets. The Oak Harvest team knows that sharp market moves drive emotions and the urge to make changes to what are supposed to be longer-term asset allocations. If the ongoing market volatility is making you feel uneasy, give us a call and schedule a meeting with one of our Oak Harvest advisors. Our team does have insurance-based tools that don't have the volatility of public equity markets. However, I have to remind you that these investments will also have lower long-term expected returns for your savings and to your retirement money. At Oak Harvest, we think our clients are best served by us helping them plan for their future needs instead of focusing on the past. The future in the stock markets are always uncertain, and that's why our retirement planning teams plan for your retirement needs first and your greed second. Give us a call here to speak to an advisor and let us help you craft a financial plan that helps you meet your retirement goals. Call us here at 877-896-0040 and schedule an advisor consultation. We are here to help you on your financial journey into and through your retirement years. I'm Chris Paris, and for the whole team here at Oak Harvest, have a great weekend. All content contained within Oak Harvest Podcasts expresses the views of the speaker and is for informational purposes only. It is based on information believed to be reliable when created, but any cited data, indicators, statistics, or other sources are not guaranteed. The views and opinions expressed herein may change without notice. Strategies and ideas discussed may not be right for you, and nothing in this podcast should be considered as personalized investment, tax or legal advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Indexes such as the S&P 500 are not available for direct investment, and your investment results may differ when compared to an index. Specific portfolio actions or strategies discussed will not apply to all client portfolios. Investing involves the risk of loss, and past performance is not indicative of future results.